KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, and today is Friday. Hey Cheshvan, fifth day of Cheshvan, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parshat Noach. This coming week in Eretz Israel, we will begin to say Veten Talumatal Ibracha. And so, I think it would be a time to discuss the saying of Veten Talumatal Ibracha. Of course, you might argue, most of the listeners of this broadcast are in the United States, and they don't say B'tayin Talmud Talibacha until December 4th. So why am I talking about Talmud Talibacha now? The obvious answer is that there are many listeners who are in Eretz Israel. Even more importantly, I'm in Eretz Israel, so I can talk about it anytime I want, but, but there, are, there, are, there are better reasons, there are better reasons than that. And so I'd like to discuss a little bit first the actual date of the Tain Talamatadivacha. First of all, it's a curious, it's a curious and interesting thing. That in Eretz Israel we begin to say the Tain Talamatadivacha, the prayer for rain in this coming season, on Zayin Cheshvan. Whereas in Chutzdaret it's on December 4th. Now there are two interesting points here. One is that it's a different date. The Gemara says that the the date of Rav Cheshvan is only Eretz Yisrael, but in Bavel, they say it's 60 days after Tkufat Tishrei. Tkufat Tishrei is the autumnal equinox. You say it's 60 days after the autumnal equinox because that's when they need the rain over there. There are different climactic and agricultural conditions in Eretz Yisrael and in Bavel. They're not far from each other, but nonetheless, different, different set of conditions. One of the most important points, aside from climactic changes, is that in Babel there are rivers which provide irrigation, and therefore the rain is less crucial, whereas in Eretz Israel, basically, uh, agriculture depends on rain. But there are apparently also climactic conditions as well that differ, and therefore the Gemara says that there are two different, there are two different dates. It's an interesting situation. It obviously, it causes questions when someone is coming from Chutzlaritz to visit Eretz Israel, or he's from Eretz he's visiting Chutzlaritz, what does he do? And the very idea that the date is somehow attuned to the climactic conditions raises the question what people do who live in countries which are completely different climactic conditions. They live in Australia, they live in Bichlal, winter is summer, and summer is winter. But this is what the Gemara says, there are two different dates. What's most interesting is that the dates are different in the way they're calculated. In Eretzio, we say it on a Jewish date, a date based on the Jewish calendar. Whereas in Chutzlaretz, it's based on a date based on the solar calendar, what we would call today the non-Jewish calendar. Now, both, both ways of determining the date make sense. On the one hand, everything in Judaism is based on the Jewish calendar. So, Zayin Cheshvan is a perfectly fine date. On the other hand, the truth is, once you realize that you're supposed to say it on the date which is relevant to the agricultural needs of the particular country, geography, and climate in which you're found, then obviously the real determinant is the solar date, because agriculture depends on the solar year and not the, and not the lunar year. Winter is winter because of where the sun is and where the earth is in relationship to it. And therefore, if you wanted to find the correct date when winter begins, or when the rainy season begins, it really should be based on a solar date. 
On the other hand, to go back to the first thing, but since it could be that's more that's true, but since after all, we're not going to be that far off, lunar dates are attuned to solar dates because of our system of uh, aligning the calendars through leap years, etc. So the maximum you can be off, as soon as it would be an exact date, it would be no more than three weeks, and we just like having a Jewish calendar. So Chazal could give a Jewish date. Either one is okay, but what's strange is that both are done. Why in Eretz Israel do we have a date based on the Luach the Jewish calendar? And in Chutz Laaretz, or in Bavel specifically, the date was directly based on the relationship between the earth and the sun, 60 days after the autumnal equinox. And I think what this suggests is the following. The truth is that the real date for saying Betein Tanavat is Shemini And in the whole world, beginning with Shemini Yatzevet, we say in the second Bukhashwara, we begin to say Mashiva Ruach Umurida Geshem. There's a difference between Mashiva Ruach Umurida Geshem and Betein Talmud Alevracha. Mashiva Ruach Umurida Geshem is Shevach, it's God's praise. You're not asking for anything, you're citing the fact. The second Bukhashwara deals with Kivurot Hashem, God's mighty acts, acts of salvation, acts of redemption, acts of might. Now, rain in the winter, or rain in general, is one of God's mighty acts of redemption, because rain is life. We're a little bit distant from this, because we don't live off the land, but we do live off the land, we just don't notice it. So, food does not grow in supermarkets. Uh, Life consists of rain. The earth is replenished every year from the rains. And one of God's mighty acts of redemption and salvation is to bring the rain. So that's why in, when it's appropriate, you don't mention the summer because you don't see it. In the winter when you see it, so you also say together with you also say which is said in the later book in the request section of Shemar Yisrael is a request. God should give us rain in this year. But the Gemara says that the real date for both should be Shemini Yatzeret, except that Chazal postponed the request for rain by two weeks in order to allow those who had come to Yerushalayim on Aliyah Laregel, they had come on the pilgrimage to the Beit HaMikdash to get home before the rains began. And it takes two weeks for the furthest people in Israel to get home in ancient times from Yerushalayim back to their houses. So, basically, the date of Shemini Yatzeret. But it's not nice that we should be, and we do need the rain already, but it's not nice that we should be requesting rain when these people will suffer because they're not going home in cars, they're going home on donkeys, and if they get if it rains, they're really going to be in a lot of trouble. So it's just inappropriate, I think maybe even ethically inappropriate, that Amiso should be requesting rain when so many Jews really have a, have a different interest. So you wait two weeks. And if we begin on Zayin, on Zayin Cheshvan, The fact that the date is Shemini Yatzeret really indicates that it's only approximately the correct agricultural date. After all, no one's going to be working in the fields on Shemini Yatzeret. I think even the next day they're probably still resting up, they take the sucker down, you have a lot of work to do. The reason why it's on Shemini Yatzeret is because Bachag Nidonim Al Hageshem it's based on a non-natural phenomenon. 
not a not a factor of climate or agriculture, but one based on the divine order. As part of the din of the beginning of the year, so on Rosh Hashanah, Kulam There's a general day of judgment on Rosh Hashanah. Aval Bachag, Chag meaning Sukkot, Nidonim Alamayim. God's decision as to how much rain there will be in this year is made in the context of the celebration of Sukkot. So when Sukkot is over, after Hoshana Rabbah, that's it. The rains are coming, more or less. And therefore, you begin immediately to say, and theoretically you would begin to say, as well. So it's not merely a Jewish state. It's not, Zayin Cheshvan might somewhat distort it, because it's just a, just a day in the middle of the week. When I say Shemini Yatzavet, it gives rise to the idea, which I think is correct, that it's not merely a date from the Jewish calendar. It's a date from the divine calendar. Now, of course, it's obviously true that the reason why God has made a decision today is because it's relevant. It, it wouldn't make sense that you should be Nodim in the middle of the summer. So approximately, it has to be in the right season, but the specifics of the day is not because on this exact day people need rain, but because on this exact day, in in the heavens, so to speak, you have this system whereby people are judged and there are different days with different significance, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. So the rain is decided on the Sukkot. In fact, it's a pasuk in the Torah. Talking about Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Asher Inei Hashem Elokech Adoreshota Mireshit Shana Ve'at Achrit Shana, a land which the eyes of God examine it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Chazal explains talking about the rain, because in Eretz Yisrael, since there aren't rivers, so the needs of the land is the rain, and God examines it Mireshit Shana Ve'at Achrit Shana. The examination is done in the beginning of the year. The beginning of the year should be Rosh Hashanah. So Chazal understood that it's decided separately and therefore it's decided a bit later. But Sukkot is basically an extension of Rosh Hashanah. Now nobody imagines that Rosh Hashanah, Aleph Tishrei, is a special date for deciding how much money I should make because it's connected to my job. It's connected to the fact that God sits on His throne on that day. And similarly, about the decision of rain on Sukkot and immediately after Sukkot. Now if we find that the date in Eretz Yisrael is this kind of a date, a date of sanctity, and the date in Chutz Laaretz is 60 days after the autumnal equinox, I think it indicates that Chazal are radically distinguishing between the two situations. In Eretz Yisrael, even when we talk about real rain, that we need for real agriculture, but nonetheless, the connection between the divine cycle and the mundane cycle is very, very close. And therefore, we can attune ourselves. Perhaps our soul is really attuned, even in reality, is attuned directly to the divine cycle. Now, I don't know if it works out exactly. I mean, there is climate in our soul as well. And, and, and I imagine in years when the winter is late, relative to the Jewish calendar. So the rain could also be appropriate if it would come a couple of days later. But, but we don't see it that way. We really see ourselves as living directly under the hands of God. And if in God's cycle, Geshem, rain, is connected to the ending of Sukkot, then that's when we begin our 
requests, our praise, everything having to do with our children, speaking to God about rain, you speak on His basis. But in Chutzlah, it's, it's a two-step process. Of course, everything depends on God. But your feet and your head are not directly attuned to that cycle. And so there, once the decision was made to connect the request for rain to the practicalities, and indeed the climate is different and the requests, the conditions of the request are different, once that decision was made, then Chazal went directly to the mundane calendar, the practical calendar, the, the farmer's calendar, not God's calendar, but the farmer's calendar. The farmer's calendar is based on the sun. So that it turns out that the request for rain in Eretz Israel and the request for rain in Chutzlavitz are really two different things. The request for rain in Eretz Israel is a request for God's blessing to become manifest. And God's blessing is beginning to flow from Hoshana Rabba Shemini And the request in Chutzlavitz is a request that we should get something. Obviously, theologically, it's going to be the same thing. It has to come from God. But your eyes, your heart, where your head is, is in Chutzlaz, it's in the ground. And in Eretzisel, even as we ask for the blessing for the ground, but our head, our eyes, our heart, are in the heavens. Or to put it another way, the ground in Eretzisel is not distinct from the consideration of the heavens. And the ground in Chutz is merely ground, is merely us. This, of course, is reflected in the fact that everywhere in the world, Mashiv Aruch Geshem is said on Shemini Yatzeret. The praise of God is, of course, said by God's calendar. The request for ourselves, you have a possible different consideration, which applies only in Chutz So this is my first reason for why I want to discuss Vatain Talmud Alevicha on this date, even for people who are listening in America. Because the date is correct. The problem is that in Gallus, you have trouble seeing beyond the horizon. So you think that the 4th of December is the day we should be talking about it. And halachically, you are in fact right. But essentially, in principle, in terms of the cause rather than the effect, in, cause of the, in terms of the root, in terms of where it comes from, in terms of the divine sphere, this date is not merely the date of Eretz Yisrael. It's the date of Emes. It's the true date for the upper world, for the cause of this world. And therefore, if we're going to be learning Torah about it, in order to learn about the Tainta why should we learn it when the farmer wants to have it? We should learn it when it's its halachic existence, its halachic basis, its basis in Kedusha, already comes into play, which is now. So that's the first reason why I thought it was appropriate today to talk about Vatayim Tamata Levacha. There's another reason why it's appropriate today, even for those in Chutzlaret, and that has to do with the curious status of the date in which people in England and the United States and all other countries in the Northern Hemisphere and also the Southern Hemisphere to a great extent start beginning to say which is December 4th. As I pointed out, the Gemara says that it should be said in Babel, in Babylonia, 60 days after Tkufat Tishrei. 
The Marshal already asks, that's very nice, that's true for Babylonia, but it's not true for France, or for Germany, they live in Germany. The Gemara says that that's the most appropriate day, that's when they need the water, but we don't need the water on that day, we need it on a different day. Obviously the principle of the Gemara was that you should say it when it's needed. Which is, by the way, why there's a tremendous question what to say it in the Southern Hemisphere, when in fact December is in the middle of the summer. But the Gemara clearly means to say it when you need it. And December 4th was a Babylonian date, but it's not a German or a French date. The Rush asks this question. He doesn't suggest what day it should be said in, and basically the answer given is that, okay, it's approximately right, low plug, you don't want to set up a million different dates, and since the Gemara says it about Bavel, we simply exported it. Historically, it's undoubtedly true. It was just exported as the Jews kept moving. And it wasn't strikingly wrong, and therefore the date was left. But the truth is, it's not the right date. That's what the Rosh says. It's not really the right date, it's merely halachically the accepted date. But in principle, it's not the right date. Before I said, it, in principle, in the heavens, it's not the right date. The Rosh says, even on the earth, it's not the right date. It's not the date when the farmer next door to me, in Regensburg, needs, needs water, needs rain. It's a few days early, a few days later, I don't know what he meant, but it's not today. But, but it's close enough so that we don't, just, we just don't bother making up a new system. So that's another reason why I'm not that impressed by the fact that people in Chutzlats don't want to hear about it today, they want to wait. Who knows? Maybe in Kansas, this is the right date, I haven't checked. Maybe in the fields of Poland a few, cent- a few uh, generations ago it was the right date, or tomorrow is the right date, or next week. There's nothing sanctified about the date of December 4th. And another reason why December 4th is not a particularly sanctified date is because it's not the right date at all. The Gemara says 60 days after Tkufat Tishrei, after the autumnal equinox. As everybody undoubtedly remembers from 4th grade, the autumnal equinox is September 21st. And 60 days after September 21st, you don't need to open up a calendar, 60 days after September 21st is November 21st or November 22nd. Not December 4th. Where does December 4th come from? It, if it, anything, if you really were exporting the date, it should have been November 21st. Many, many years ago, I was a child. I, I, I noticed this, and I asked my father, and he thought, and he said, you know, he remembers when he was a child, they actually said it on November 21st. He doesn't know when he started saying it on December 4th. So I did a little research. And it's a very simple and interesting misconception. And it says something about the Jews. Uh, as you undoubtedly remember, there were two different calendars, non-Jewish secular calendars. Today, the calendar we use is called the Gregorian calendar. And it's a correction that was made to an earlier calendar called the Julian calendar. The Gregorian calendar is named for Pope Gregory, who, who instituted it. The Julian calendar is named for Julius Caesar, who probably didn't institute it, but it's named for him anyhow. In the Julian calendar... There are, th- which is a solar calendar, there are 364 and a quarter days a year. How do you do 364 and a quarter? You do 365. And every fourth year, you drop, uh, I'm sorry, the other way around, you do 364. And every fourth year, you add a day, which we call February the 29th. So if you add one day every four years, you're adding a quarter of a day every year. And it works out perfectly fine. By the 16th century, astronomers had realized that it was off. And by doing calculations, they determined that in fact, 
the day, the year is shorter than 364 and a quarter. A little bit shorter. Teeny little bit shorter. But these small discrepancies begin to add up over the centuries. And in fact, at that point, they figured out that there was, they were 11 days off. So Pope Gregory wiped out 11 days from the calendar. One day it was, say, uh, October 15th. He said, the next day is going to be October 27th. And he brought his calendar back in tune with the sun. What about the future, though? It's going to be, continue being off. So they instituted that every, out of, on the hundredth year, which should be a leap year, only three out of four would be leap years. I said it backwards again. One out of four would be leap years. Three out of four hundred year leap years would not be leap years. So 1700 was not a leap year, although it should have been. And 1800 was not a leap year. And 1900 was, was not a leap year. And therefore, by the 20th century, there was a 14-day discrepancy between the Julian and the Gregorian calendars. Now, Gregory was Pope. The Russian Orthodox Church and the Russian authorities were not impressed by either his authority or probably not by his uh, his, his uh, uh, calculations either, by his astronomical uh, uh, proficiency. And therefore, in Russia, they continued using the Julian calendar until the Bolshevik Revolution. Now, everybody knows that the equinox is on September 21st. And therefore, six days after the equinox is November 21st, which is why my father remembers saying in pre-revolutionary Russia on November 21st. Now, the Jews started coming to America. When they got to America, they noticed a very strange thing. On a given day, they, you landed in Ellis Island on August 12th. And then the, uh, the official at Ellis Island stamped your, your visa, and he said it was August 29th. He just added on 14 days? And Jews are no fools. They're not going to be fooled by this. They know Americans can't count. So he says to his wife, he says, Shandala, whenever an American says August 29th, it's really August the 15th. So she says, so when should we say Betain Tamata Levracha? He says, we've always said it on November 21st. We're going to say November 21st now. But you know, in America they call that December 4th. Which is why in the Sidon today it says that you say Betain Tamata on December 4th. The only problem is, that the Julian calendar is wrong, and the Gregorian calendar is correct. The autumnal equinox is not as September 21st in the Julian calendar, but September 21st in the Gregorian calendar. That's why they corrected it. So the fact that the Jews insisted, which is what has really happened, we are still maintaining the Julian calendar, even though nobody else in the world does it. We're the last holdouts for Julius Caesar. And we simply subtract 14 days non-Jewish states to get to the real the real non-Jewish state non-Jews don't know it but we're smarter than they are and that's why in the Siddurim it says to say on December 4th which is 60 days after the autumnal equinox in the Julian calendar which is 14 days later than the autumnal equinox in reality 
in the Gregorian calendar. So therefore, the fact that everyone wants to say on December 4th really doesn't impress me. It's the long date. It's the long date because of the rush. There's nothing special about six days after Tkufatishrei in Kansas or Dover or the Ukraine or surely not in Australia or South Africa. Secondly, it's not even 60 days after Tukupa Tishrei. The benefit, the merit you have of doing what the Gemara says, even though it makes no sense, also doesn't apply, because you're not doing what the Gemara says. So why do we still do it on December 4th once we realized that we had really screwed up the calendar? So the answer given by most post-Kamayinos says, well, really, the rush is right. You answered the second question with the first question. The truth is, you should have said the 60 days of Tukupa Tishrei anyhow. The whole thing is only approximately right. So... December 4th is also okay. It's not exactly right, but neither is, September, neither is November 21st exactly right. The rush was right. You should make a whole new date. Why don't we do it? Because we're lazy, so you can keep this date as well. Notice the whole thing is based on the fact that it's we're custom to say it on this date, and we're not going to make a new date. But there's nothing special about this date. If you want to know the real date, the date that, 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 that Geshem begins, the date that God is opening up, to release rain on the world, the real date was, in truth, Shemini Yatzeret, and in application, will be this coming week, on Zayin Cheshvan. And that's why, today is a good time to talk about V'tayin Talmat Avracha. Except that, it took me 25 minutes to explain this introduction. And therefore, I have no more time to talk about V'tayin Talmat Avracha itself, so hopefully we will have a, another opportunity to do so. And today's shiur on the Tain Talmud Tavacha turns out to be only the introduction as to why we should be talking about Tain Talmud Tavacha, even though we won't get around to it. I just want to point out for those who are beginning to fiddle with their MP3 plays because the sound isn't good, that there's neither a problem in your MP3 player, nor is there a problem in my recording device. The problem is in me. I have a cold, and so my voice is not particularly clear. Uh, the technical requirements are fine. The problem is one of health. And I want to thank all those who just now wished me a Shlema. Bezat Hashem, your tefillot should be accepted, and by next week I hope, Emir Hashem, to be back with a normal sounding, with a normal sounding voice. KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, and today is Friday. Hey Cheshvan, fifth day of Cheshvan, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parshat Noach. I just want to point out for those who are beginning to fiddle with their MP3 plays, because the sound isn't good, that there's neither a problem in your MP3 player, nor is there a problem in my recording device. The problem is in me. I have a cold, and so my voice is not particularly clear. Uh, the technical requirements are fine. The problem is one of health. And I want to thank all those who just now wished me with Shlema. Bezat Hashem, your tefillot should be accepted, and by next week I hope, Emir Hashem, to be back with a normal sounding, with a normal sounding voice. Uh, this coming week in Eretz Israel, we will begin to say, V'ten Talmud Talibracha. 
And so I think it would be a time to discuss the saying of Atayim Talmud HaLadracha. Of course, you might argue, most of the listeners of this broadcast are in the United States, and they don't say Atayim Talmud HaLadracha until December 4th. So why am I talking about Talmud HaLadracha now? The obvious answer is that there are many listeners who are in Eretz Yisrael. Even more importantly, I'm in Eretz Yisrael. So I can talk about it anytime I want, but, but there are, there are, there are better reasons, there are better reasons than that. And so I'd like to discuss a little bit first the actual date of the Tain Talamatalivacha. This all, it's a curious, it's a curious and interesting thing. That in Eretz Yisrael we begin to say the Tain Talamatalivacha, the prayer for rain in this coming season, on Zayin Cheshvan. Whereas in Chutzdaret it's on December 4th. Now there are two interesting points here. One is that it's a different date. The Gemara says that the the date of Rav Cheshvan is only Eretz Yisrael, but in Bavel they say it's 60 days after Tkufat Tishrei. Tkufat Tishrei is the autumnal equinox. They say it's 60 days after the autumnal equinox because that's when they need the rain over there. The different climactic and agricultural conditions in Eretz Yisrael and in Bavel, they're not far from each other. Nonetheless, different, different set of conditions. One of the most important points, aside from climactic changes, is that in Babel there are rivers which provide irrigation, and therefore the rain is less crucial, whereas in Israel, basically, uh, agriculture depends on rain. But there are apparently also climactic conditions as well that differ, and therefore the Gemara says that there are two different, there are two different dates. It's an interesting situation. It, obviously, it causes questions when someone is coming from Chutzlavitz to visit Eretz Israel, always from Eretz Israel, he's visiting Chutzlavitz, what does he do? And the very idea that the date is somehow attuned to the climactic conditions raises the question what people do who live in countries which are completely different climactic conditions. They live in Australia, they live in Bechlal, winter is summer, and summer is winter. But this is what the Gemara says, there are two different dates. But what's most interesting is that the dates are different in the way they're calculated. In Eretzor, we say it on a Jewish date, a date based on the Jewish calendar. Whereas in Chutzlaretz, it's based on a date based on the solar calendar, what we would call today the non-Jewish calendar. Now, both both ways of determining the date make sense. On the one hand, everything in Judaism is based on the Jewish calendar. So, Zayin Cheshvan is a perfectly fine date. On the other hand, the truth is, once you realize that you're supposed to say it on the date which is relevant to the agricultural needs of the particular country, geography, and climate in which you're found, then obviously the real determinant is the solar date, because agriculture depends on the solar year and not the, and not the lunar year. Winter is winter because of where the sun is and where the earth is in relationship to it. And therefore, if you wanted to find the correct date when winter begins, or when the rainy season begins, it really should be based on a solar date. On the other hand, to go back to the first thing, but since it could be that small, that's true, but since after all, we're not going to be that far off, lunar dates are attuned to solar dates because of our system of uh, aligning the calendars through leap years, etc. So the maximum you can be off, as soon it would be an exact date, it would be no more than three weeks, and we just like having a Jewish calendar. So, Chazal could give a Jewish date. Either one is okay, but what's strange 
is that both are done. Why in Eretz Yisrael do we have a date based on the Luach HaIvri, the Jewish calendar? And in Chutz Laaretz, or in Bavel specifically, the date was directly based on the relationship between the earth and the sun, 60 days after the Atamla Equinox. And I think what this suggests is the following. The truth is that the real date for saying is Shemini Yatzeret. And in the whole world, beginning on Shemini Yatzeret, we say in the second Bukhashwara, we begin to say Mashiva Ruach Morida Geshem. There's a difference between Mashiva Ruach Morida Geshem and Betain Talmud Alibracha. Mashiva Ruach Morida Geshem is Shevach, it's God's praise. You're not asking for anything, you're citing the fact. The second Bukha deals with Kivurot Hashem, God's mighty acts, acts of salvation, acts of redemption, acts of might. Now, rain in the winter, or rain in general, is one of God's mighty acts of redemption, because rain is life. We're a little bit distant from this, because we don't live off the land, but we do live off the land, we just don't notice it. So, food does not grow in supermarkets. Uh, life consists of rain. The earth is replenished every year from the rains. And one of God's mighty acts of redemption and salvation is to bring the rain. So that's why in when it's appropriate, you don't mention the summer because you don't see it. In the winter when you see it, so you also say together with which is said in the later bracha, in the request section of Shemayas, is a request. God should give us rain in this year. But the Gemara says that the real date for both should be Shemini Yatzaret, except that Chazal postponed the request for rain by two weeks in order to allow those who had come to Yerushalayim on Aliyah Regal, they had come on the pilgrimage to the Beit HaMikdash to get home before the rains began. And it takes two weeks for the furthest people in Israel to get home in ancient times from Yerushalayim back to their houses. So, basically, the date is Shemini Yatzaret. But it's not nice that we should be, and we do need the rain already, but it's not nice that we should be requesting rain when these people will suffer because they're not going home in cars, they're going home on donkeys, and if they get if it rains, they're really going to be in a lot of trouble. So, it's just inappropriate, I think maybe even ethically inappropriate, that Amisar should be requesting rain when so many Jews really have a, have a different interest. So you wait two weeks. And if we begin on Zayin, on Zayin Cheshvan. The fact that the date is Shemini Yatzeret really indicates that it's only approximately the correct agricultural date. After all, no one's going to be working in the fields on Shemini Yatzeret. I think even the next day they're probably still resting up to take the sukkah down. You have a lot of work to do. The reason why it's in Shemini Yatzeret is because Bachag Nidonim Al Hageshem. It's based on a non-natural phenomenon. Not a, not a factor of climate or agriculture, but one based on the divine order. As part of the din of the beginning of the year, so on Rosh Hashanah, Kulam there's a general day of judgment on Rosh Hashanah. Aval Bachag, Chag meaning Sukkot, Nidonim Alamayim. God's decision as to how much rain there will be in this year 
is made in the context of the celebration of Sukkot. So when Sukkot is over, after Hoshana Rabbah, that's it. The rains are coming, more or less. And therefore, you begin immediately to say, and theoretically you would begin to say as well. So it's not merely a Jewish state. It's not, Zayin Cheshvan might somewhat distort it because it's just a, just a day in the middle of the week. When I say Shemini Yat it gives rise to the idea, which I think is correct, that it's not merely a date from the Jewish calendar. It's a date from the divine calendar. Now, of course, it's obviously true that the reason why God has made the decision today is because it's relevant. It wouldn't make sense that you should be in the middle of the summer. So approximately it has to be in the right season, but the specifics of the day is not because on this exact day people need rain. But because on this exact day, in, in the heavens, so to speak, you have this system whereby people are judged and there are different days with different significance, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. So, the rain is decided on the Sukkot. In fact, it's a Pasuk in the Torah. Talking about Eretz Yisrael, that's a land which the eyes of God examine it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Chazal explains it's talking about the rain. Because in Eretz Yisrael, since there aren't rivers, so the needs of the land is the rain. And God examines it Mireshit Shana Ve'adachrit Shana. The examination is done in the beginning of the year. The beginning of the year should be Rosh Hashanah. So Chazal understood that it's decided separately and therefore it's decided later. But Sukkot is basically an extension of Rosh Hashanah. Now nobody imagines that Rosh Hashanah, Adaf Tishrei, is a special date for deciding how much money I should make because it's connected to my job. It's connected to the fact that God sits on His throne on that day. And similarly, about the decision of rain on Sukkot and immediately after Sukkot. Now, if we find that the date in Eretz Yisrael is this kind of a date, a date of sanctity, and the date in Chutz Laaretz is 60 days after the autumnal equinox, I think it indicates that Chazal are radically distinguishing between the two situations. In Eretz Yisrael, even when we talk about real rain that we need for real agriculture, but nonetheless, the connection between the divine cycle and the mundane cycle is very, very close. And therefore, we can attune ourselves. Perhaps Eretz Yisrael is really attuned, even in reality, is attuned directly to the divine cycle. Now, I don't know if it works out exactly. I mean, there is climate in Eretz Yisrael as well. And, and, and I imagine in years when the winter is late, relative to the Jewish calendar, so the rain can also be appropriate if it would come a couple of days later. But but we don't see it that way. We really see ourselves as living directly under the hands of God. And if in God's cycle, Geshem, rain, is connected to the ending of Sukkot, then that's when we begin our requests, our praise, everything having to do with our flow and speaking to God about rain, you speak on His basis. But in Chutzlar, it's, it's a two-step process. Of course, everything depends on God. But your feet and your head are not directly attuned to that cycle. And so there, once the decision was made to connect the request for rain to the practicalities, and indeed the climate is different and the requests 
the conditions of the request are different. Once that decision was made, then Chazal went directly to the mundane calendar, the practical calendar, the, the farmer's calendar, not God's calendar, but the farmer's calendar. And the farmer's calendar is based on the sun. So that it turns out that the request for rain in Eretz Israel and the request for rain in Chutzlaretz are really two different things. The request for rain in Eretz Israel is a request for God's blessing to become manifest. And God's blessing is beginning to flow from Hoshana Rabba Shemini Yatzeret. And the request in Chutzlaretz is a request that we should get something. Obviously, theologically, it's going to be the same thing. It has to come from God. But your eyes, your heart, where your head is, is in Chutzlaretz, it's in the ground. And in Eretz Yisrael, even as we ask for the blessing for the ground, but our head, our eyes, our heart, are in the heavens. Or to put it another way, the ground in Eretz Yisrael is not distinct from the consideration of the heavens. And the ground in Chutzlaretz is merely ground, is merely us. This, of course, is reflected in the fact that everywhere in the world, Mashiv Aruch Morin Ageshem is said on Shemini Yatzeret. The praise of God is, of course, said by God's calendar. The request for ourselves, you have a possible different consideration, which applies only in Chutzlaretz. So this is my first reason for why I want to discuss the Tain Talmud on this date, even for people who are listening in America. Because the date is correct. The problem is that in Galus, you have trouble seeing beyond the horizon. So you think that the 4th of December is the day we should be talking about it. And halachically, you are in fact right. But essentially, in principle, in terms of the cause rather than the effect, in terms of the root, in terms of where it comes from, in terms of the divine sphere, this date is not merely the date of Eretz Yisrael. It's the date of Emes. It's the true date for the upper world, for the cause of this world. And therefore, if we're going to be learning Torah about it, in order to learn about the Tain Talamat why should we learn it when the farmer wants to have it? We should learn it when it's, it's halachic existence, it's a lachic basis, it's a basis in Kedusha, already comes into play, which is now. So that's the first reason why I thought it was appropriate today to talk about Vatayim Tanot Adivacha. There's another reason why it's appropriate today, even for those in Chutzlaretz, and that has to do with the curious status of the date in which people in England and the United States and all other countries in the Northern Hemisphere and also the Southern Hemisphere, to a great extent, start beginning to say, which is December 4th. As I pointed out, the Gemara says that it should be said in Babel, in Babylonia, 60 days after Tkufat Yishra. The Rosh already asks, that's very nice, that's true for Babylonia, but it's not true for France, or for Germany, live in Germany. The Gemara says that that's the most appropriate day, that's when they need the water, but we don't need the water on that, we need it on a different day. Obviously the principle of the Gemara was that you should say it when it's needed. Which is, by the way, why there's a tremendous question what to say it in the Southern Hemisphere, when in fact December is in the middle of the summer. But the Gemara clearly means to say it when you need it. And December 4th was a Babylonian date. 
but it's not a German of a Fenstein. The Rush asks this question. He doesn't suggest what day it should be said. And then basically the answer given is that, okay, it's, it's approximately right, low plug, you don't want to set up a million different dates. And since the Gemara says it about Bavel, we simply exported it. Historically, it's undoubtedly true. It was just exported as the Jews kept moving. And it wasn't strikingly wrong, and therefore the date was left. But the truth is, it's not the right date. That's what the Rosh says. It's not really the right date, it's merely halakhically the accepted date. But in principle, it's not the right date. Before I said, in principle, in the heavens, it's not the right date. The Rosh says, even on earth, it's not the right date. It's not the date when the farmer next door to me, in Regensburg, needs needs water, needs rain. It's a few days early, a few days later, I don't know what he meant, but it's not today. But but it's close enough so that we don't just we just don't bother making up a new system. So that's another reason why I'm not that impressed by the fact that people in Chutzlats don't want to hear about it today, they want to wait. Who knows? Maybe in Kansas, this is the right date, I haven't checked. Maybe in the fields of Poland a few generations ago it was the right date, or tomorrow is the right date, or next week. There's nothing sanctified about the date of December 4th. And another reason why December 4th is not a particularly sanctified date is because it's not the right date at all. The Gemara says 60 days after Tkufat Tishrei, after the autumnal equinox. As everybody undoubtedly remembers from 4th grade, the autumnal equinox is September 21st. And 60 days after September 21st, you don't need to open up a calendar, 60 days after September 21st is November 21st or November 22nd. Not December 4th. Where does December 4th come from? If anything, if you really were exporting the date, it should have been November 21st. Many, many years ago, I was a child, I, I noticed this, and I asked my father, and he thought, he said, you know, he remembers when he was a child, they actually said it on November 21st. He doesn't know when he started saying it on the 7th or 4th, so I did a little research. And it's a very simple and interesting misconception, and it says something about the Jews. Uh, as you undoubtedly remember, there were two different calendars, non-Jewish secular calendars. Today, the calendar we use is called the Gregorian calendar. And it's a correction that was made to an earlier calendar called the Julian calendar. The Gregorian calendar is named for Pope Gregory, who who instituted it. The Julian calendar is named for Julius Caesar, who probably didn't institute it, but it's named for him anyhow. In the Julian calendar, there are th- which is a solar calendar, there are 364 and a quarter days a year. How do you do 364 and a quarter? You do 365. And every fourth year, you drop, uh, I'm sorry, the other round, you do 364. And every fourth year, you add a day, which we call February the 29th. So if you add one day every four years, you're adding a quarter of a day every year. And it works out perfectly fine. By the 16th century, astronomers had realized that it was off. And by doing calculations, they determined that in fact, the day, the year is shorter than 364 and a quarter. A little bit shorter. Teeny little bit shorter. But these small discrepancies begin to add up over the centuries. And in fact, at that point, they figured out that there was, they were 11 days off. So Pope Gregory wiped out 11 days from the calendar. One day it was, say, uh, October 15th. He said, the next day is going to be October 27th. 
and he brought his calendar back in tune with the sun. What about the future though? It's going to be, continue being off. So they instituted that every, out of, on the hundredth year, it should be a leap year, only three out of four would be leap years. I said it backwards again. One out of four would be leap years. Three out of four hundred year leap years would not be leap years. So 1700 was not a leap year, although it should have been. And 1800 was not a leap year. And 1900 was, was not a leap year. And therefore, by the 20th century, there was a 14-day discrepancy between the Julian and the Gregorian calendars. Now, Gregory was Pope. The Russian Orthodox Church and the Russian authorities were not impressed by either his authority or probably not by his, uh, his, his uh, uh, calculations either, by his astronomical uh, uh, proficiency. And therefore, in Russia, they continued using the Julian calendar until the Bolshevik Revolution. Now, everybody knows that the equinox is on September 21st. And therefore, six days after the equinox is November 21st, which is why my father remembers saying the Ten Talmud of Racha in pre-revolutionary Russia on November 21st. Now, the Jews started coming to America. When they got to America, they noticed a very strange thing. On a given day, they, you landed in Ellis Island on August 12th. Now then the, uh, the official at Ellis Island stamped your, your visa and he said it was August 29th. He just added on 14 days? And Jews are no fools. They're not going to be fooled by this. They know Americans can't count. So he says to his wife, he says, Shandala, whenever an American says August 29th, it's really August the 15th. So she says, so when should we say Betain Tamat Adavacha? He says, we've always said it on November 21st. We're going to say November 21st now. But you should know in America they call that December 4th. Which is why in the Sidon today it says that you say Betain Adavacha on December 4th. The only problem is that the Julian calendar is wrong, and the Gregorian calendar is correct. The autumnal equinox is not as September 21st in the Julian calendar, but September 21st in the Gregorian calendar. That's why they corrected it. So the fact that the Jews insisted, which is what has really happened, we are still maintaining the Julian calendar, even though nobody else in the world does it. We're the last holdouts for Julius Caesar. And we simply subtract 14 days non-Jewish states to get to the real the real non-Jewish state non-Jews don't know it but we're smarter than they are and that's why in the Sidurim it says to say on December 4th which is 60 days after the autumnal equinox in the Julian calendar which is 14 days later than the autumnal equinox in reality in the Gregorian calendar so therefore the fact that everyone wants to say on December 4th really doesn't impress me. It's the wrong date. It's the wrong date because of the rush. There's nothing special about six days after Tkufa Tishrei in Kansas, or Dover, or the Ukraine, or surely not in Australia, or South Africa. Secondly, it's not even six days after Tkufa Tishrei. The 
benefit, the merit you have of doing what the Gemara says, even though it makes no sense, also doesn't apply, because you're not doing what the Gemara says. So why do we still do it on December 4th once we realized that we had really screwed up the calendar? So the answer given by most posts I know says, well, really the Russia's right. You answered the second question with the first question. The truth is, you should have said the anyhow. The whole thing is only approximately right. So, December 4th is also okay. It's not exactly right, but neither is September, neither is November 21st exactly right. The rush was right. You should make on the whole new date. Why don't we do it? Because we're lazy, so you can keep this date as well. Notice the whole thing is based on the fact that it's custom to say it on this date, and we're not going to make a new date. But there's nothing special about this date. If you want to know the real date, the date that, 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 that Geshem begins, the date that God is opening up, to release rain on the world, the real date was, in truth, Shemini Yatzeret, and in application, will be this coming week, on Zayin Cheshvan. And that's why, today is a good time to talk about V'tayin Talmat Avracha. Except that, it took me 25 minutes to explain this introduction. And therefore, I have no more time to talk about the Tain Tamata Vacha itself. So hopefully we will have a, another opportunity to do so. And today's shiur on the Tain Tamata Vacha turns out to be only the introduction as to why we should be talking about the Tain Tamata Vacha, even though we won't get around to it. Shabbat Shalom. We'll be back on Monday. Monday will be the show of Tavoy in the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Lech Lecha. And this has been KMTT. Ki mitzion titzei Torah udvar Hashem b'Yerushalayim. Our website www.kimitzion.org Tell your friends, tell everybody to be listening to KMTT every day, half hour shiur, Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shalom We'll be back on Monday Monday will be the show of Rav Tavoy in the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Lech Lecha And this has been KMTT Ki Mitzion Titzei Torah Udvar Hashem B'Yerushalayim Our website www.kimitzion.org Tell your friends, tell everybody to be listening to KMTT every day, half hour shiur. Kva itim la Torah. Shabbat shalom v'chol tov.